Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good morning, you are listening to Out of the Blue on 3CR 855 AM. My name is Morgan and I'll be bringing you today's show. We're going to go straight to a song, but coming up straight after, we're going to talk to Pete about an upcoming event. Um, And later in today's show, we're going to be talking about a new protected marine protected area in Hawaii that was announced um, ahead of the IUCN in Hawaii, as well as some changes um, and adaptations to um, reef sharks in French Polynesia and some new reef that is found just by the Great Barrier Reef. So that will be coming up in today's show. I'm Jane Clifton, author, musician, actor, marriage celebrant, author of The Address Book. I've always been fond of 3CR, and not just because they played the song by my band stiletto, Woman in Trouble, 50,000 times. I was grateful for that, but that was a few years ago. Here I am again after all these years, and so is 3CR, still supporting musicians and writers and people with ideas to share. Keep going, 3CR. Oh, no. 
Freeze, fellas, you're under arrest. What do I do? Um, call a lawyer? Hello, Fitzroy Legal Service. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you are arrested, you should make a no-comment interview. A no-comment interview? Yeah. Well, how do I do that? You say... No, no comment. comment! To everything? Yes, except your name and address. Every other question you should answer with no comment. So if he asks me what colour my shoes are, I say no comment? Yes, you say... No, no comment. comment! To everything? Yes, say... No, no comment. comment! If you are arrested, exercise your right to contact a lawyer and say no comment. Fitzroy Legal Service proudly supporting 3CR. Good morning. You are listening to Out of the Blue on 3CR 855 AM. We're talking all things marine science and the marine environment now. Unfortunately, having a bit of difficulty with the phones here, so we're going to have a talk to Pete a little later in the show. But at the moment, we're going to talk about some reef habitats. So in recent research found that sharks in French Polynesia actually follow the migration partially um, waiting for them to come back to French Polynesia um, and, and that sustains their food. So during an annual research of gropers in French Polynesia, shark researcher from Macquarie University, Dr. Johan Mora, found that an extraordinary number of reef sharks were present during groper migration to the untouched reef. Up to 900 reef sharks survive in a small patch where up to 17,000 gropers arrive for spawning in June and July at the southern pass of the Fakarava Atoll. The find has provided a new view of the reef food pyramid dynamics, which suggests fish aggregations for mating and spawning play a key role in sustaining reef shark numbers on the reef. Dr. Mura said, It is a very narrow pass in the atoll about 100 metres wide. When you are diving inside, you can see both sides of the channel. And we were surprised to find a very huge population of sharks there. We wanted to understand how the sharks can live in this small area. The question was how they can find the food they require for the energy and needs. The researchers used underwater surveys and acoustic telemetry to assess the number of sharks living in the pass and their feeding behaviours. The reef shark population rises from 250 in the summer months to up to 900 during the grouper aggregation in winter. Modelling by the team, led by the Insular Research Centre and Environment Observatory in France, CRIOBE, showed the sharks required 90 tonnes of fish per year, whereas the total fish production in the past was just 17 tonnes per year. While sharks have been found to target fish spawning aggregations, this was the first to suggest this strategy played a key role in maintaining shark populations. Fish such as surgeonfish and parrotfish were not enough to, just to sustain the shark's healthy diet. This leads to a strong commitment of conservation to the area to protect the groupers, which in turn sustain a large portion of the shark's giant diet during that time. Now, Fakarava Atoll is also a shark sanctuary, so this research proves that it's not only the sharks that need protection in that area, but also the gropers, which without them wouldn't sustain their numbers. Now, however, once the aggregation was over, the sharks spent less time inside the pass in order to find enough food. Dr. Mora said French Polynesia was unusual because sharks had never been fished or exploited and were now protected in one of the biggest shark sanctuaries in the world, and especially in Fakarava as part of the UNESCO biosphere reserve. 
Dr. Morris said, we think shark fishing bans might not be sufficient if not combined with protections of fish spawning aggregations too. The spawning aggregation has remained healthy over time for to the south pass of the Fakarava Atoll, not being fish, except for subsistence, fishing by less than 10 people. Over recent times, there has been a lower density of sharks on the reef, and overfishing is believed to be the major impact. Dr. Morris said, if sharks don't have subsidies for their food, they have to travel long distances to find their food. That may be why densities on the reef are less. Good morning. You are listening to Out of the Blue here with Morgan. Um, and we're just still trying to get Pete on the line. Um, but for now, we'll just have a quick chat about the hidden reef that was found um, on the Great Barrier Reef. So James Cook University, University of Sydney and Queensland University of Technology scientists working with laser data from the Royal Australian Navy have discovered a vast reef behind the iconic Great Barrier Reef. High resolution seafloor data has revealed great field of unusual donut shaped circular mounds, each 200 to 300 metres across and up to 10 metres deep at the centre. JCU's Dr. Robin Bowman says, We've known about these geological structures in the northern Great Barrier Reef since the 1970s and 80s, but never before has the true nature of their shape, size and vast scale been revealed. The deeper seafloor behind the familiar coral reefs amazed us. The circular donut-shaped rings are Halimeda bioherms, large reef-like geological structures formed by the growth of Halimeda, a common green algae composed of limbing calcified segments. These form small limestone flakes on death looking much like white cornflakes. Over time, these flakes build up into large reef-like mounds, or bioherms. Marty McNeil from Queensland University of Technology and lead author on the news research paper said their extent is vast. She says, we've now mapped over 6,000 square kilometres. That's three times the previously estimated size, spanning from the Torres Strait to just north of Port Douglas. They clearly form a significant inter-reef habitat which covers an area greater than the adjacent coral reefs. The discovery will allow future research into the vulnerability of the bioherms field and its vulnerability to climate change, as well as looking at the past climate and environmental change of the Great Barrier Reef and how modern marine life live within the bioherms now that scientists understand their true shape. Wondering how you pay your donation to the 3CR Radiothon? Well, you can do so online at www.3cr.org.au or call us with your credit card details on 9419 8377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. Violence can destroy families. I decided one day that I could not stand having my children witnessing more of the physical, verbal and emotional abuse. While I was facing issues of family violence, I heard about a service available to assist people in my situation called InTouch. I called InTouch and spoke with someone in my language. InTouch gave me the support I needed. Thanks to the people at InTouch, I've been able to rebuild a better life for my family. 
If you need advice, contact InTouch for a free and confidential discussion in your language by calling 1800 755 988 or search InTouch Multicultural Centre online. InTouch. Brought to you by Victorian Women Lawyers and funded by Victoria Law Foundation. Good morning. You are listening to Out of the Blue and we're just trying to get Pete. Hi there, Pete. Hi, Morgan. Hi. You've had success. We have, haven't we? Awesome. Now, would you like to tell us, so you've got an event coming up. Yeah, we do. Um, so I'm part of the Australian Marine Sciences Association and the Victorian branch um, of the association um, for the last couple of years has been running an event called Showcasing Victoria's Marine Science. Um, we had it last year at um, Museum Victoria um, and mm-hmm. they, they've been helping us out with organising it in both years. And it was a great success. We sold out, so we thought, well, we better do it again this year. So we've organised another six speakers um, to do the event this year, and it's happening uh, on Wednesday, the 14th of September. Awesome. Now, what speakers do you have at the event? Um, there's six speakers, and they're all going to be giving um, quite short, snappy um, presentations. So I think TED Talks for marine science. Um, and we've got researchers from all over Victoria um, about talking about a whole lot of different topics. Um, Leading us off will be David Kennedy, who's an Associate Professor at the University of Melbourne, and he's talking about coastal erosion um, and whether it's a friend or a foe. It's been um, a pretty big topic in the news over the last few years with some pretty big erosion events um, down on the Bellarine Peninsula and at Portsea, where they sort of lost their beach. So I'm sure that a lot of people and members of the public would be interested in Finding out from a researcher, um, you know, what are the what are the processes that control beach erosion and coastal erosion, yeah. um, and not just erosion, but sometimes coasts coastlines sort of grow. Absolutely, so I think that'll be um, quite interesting. Yeah. And then next on the list is Dr. Adele Harvey, who's at La Trobe University, and Adele is a marine botanist, and she researches coralline red algae. So red algae, which um, actually calcify there and build a calcified skeleton um, and they're reef builders um, and Adele's talk is going to be all about rotolith beds and rotoliths uh, um, encrusting coralline red algae which, which form these sort of nodules on the seabed so they look like little rocks but they're actually living rocks and they can form these massive beds on the on the seafloor um, and there's very little known about them people have known they're there for quite a long time but um, Adele's sort of looking into their ecology and their taxonomy and the sort of um, biodiversity that's associated with them. Yeah. So now if someone would like to go, how do they get tickets? Is there some available at the door or is it something they can get to now? Um, they can buy them. You have to buy them online. Um, we sold out last year and we're expecting mm. to sell out this year as well. Um, so um, if people want it, they can buy now for it. We're selling tickets through Eventbrite, which is eventbrite.com.au, and they should go to um, just, you know, search in the search bar showcasing Victoria's marine science and, and our event will show up. Um, yeah, so, I mean, and there's four more speakers, which I, I'd better yeah, mention. Um, absolutely. Um, we've also got um, Mark Osborne, who's an associate professor at RMIT University, and Mark will be talking about... Um, microbes uh, living on plastics in the ocean. So 
plastic pollution in the ocean and microplastics are a big topic um, at the moment. There's a huge amount of community attention. And Mark's actually researching um, the microbes that live on the plastics and what sort of interactions the, the microbes are having. Um, we've also got Hugh McIntosh, um, Dr Hugh McIntosh, from Museum Victoria. Um, and last year he published um, a pretty intriguing story about um, a mysterious marine creature they dredged up from the deep ocean um, south of Australia, um, which they initially thought was one thing and then found it was just part of a much larger animal. Um, so come along to hear that. And there's also Graham Hayes, who's a professor at Deakin University, and he's going to be talking about the Victorian coast being a global hotspot for giant sea turtles. Wow. Um, it's certainly not, uh, you know, we don't really think of Victoria as being a place where you get sea turtles, but yeah, we certainly yeah. do. Yeah. And according to um, Professor Hayes, we get um, some of the biggest turtles in the world in Victoria. Wow. Which will be good. And finally, the, the last speaker is an AMSA Victoria student um, who won the student award this year um, to go to the AMSA conference, which was held um, in New Zealand, actually, with the New Zealand Marine Science Association. Um, and Amanda Pettison also won the, um, the conference student speaker award. And so she'll be um, presenting her research on how cold climates affect um, um, you know, mothers in the marine ecosystem and the size of their offspring. Oh, awesome. So that sounds like a fantastic event. And as you said before, it's sold out last year, so people should really get to it and get along. Sounds like a fantastic event. Yeah, it will be. And, and people should, you know, keep in mind that, it, you know, it's pitched at the general public. So it's not just for scientists. So there'll be probably a lot of scientists there who are wanting to catch up with one another.